You're listening to Off Topic with Big Woo and Friends. Streaming live on the Big Woo Radio app. Here's your host, Big Woo. Yo, what's up? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Off Topic Sports, man. We got a great show lined up for you today. We want to thank everybody that's listening live on BigWooRadio.com. Everybody's downloaded the Big Woo Radio app in your Google Play Store. We appreciate that. And everybody that's checked us out on your iPhone with your podcast app. First and foremost, if you want to get in a call, uh, get in on the call on the show, you can call 704-489-3316 as we go over a plethora of topics and so much going on in the world of sports today. So, We'll get into that. Uh, I want to thank Clover Park and Recreation, man, for having us out there, letting us do our thing while they did their uh, thing on an all-star Saturday night out at Clover Middle School. I want to thank the coaches uh, for playing in the um, to coaches game with uh, Lake Wiley Athletic Association. And I uh, appreciate Amy Gonzalez and all the people out of Clover Parks and Recreations for allowing us to come through and bi- let Big Wood Radio come through and do our thing, man. So we we'll appreciate that. So some of the topics I want to get into today, the XFL started up. want to know what the guys' thoughts are on that. Uh, Gail King, you know, her interview with Lisa Leslie on Kobe Bryant and that whole debacle right there. She got a death threat coming at her and all that good stuff. And of course, we want to talk about a little bit about the Super Bowl since we didn't get a chance to talk about it. Uh, and, uh, you know, NBA. So we got, I, had, I got our uh, resident NBA experts. Donna's Donnie Martin is on the line. We got JB, Mr. 299. He's on the line. And of course, James J. T. Thompson is here. What's going on, fellas? What's up, fellas? How y'all doing, gentlemen? Doing good, man. Hope you guys are as well. Hope you enjoyed the, the, your Sunday. I did. Uh, I'm working most of the day, but, uh, you know, I'm here. It's all good. It's all love. Uh, so we got... Um, JB, you got Donnie, Donis Martin here. You, you Donnie, you, you ready to talk some NBA today? Oh, yeah, yeah. We can get into a little Okay, get a little NBA, see what's going on, where, where everybody's staying. Uh, like uh, if the Lakers are still, you know, my pick is for the Lakers to win it all, see if they still looking real sweet on that front. But let's, um, let's delve into some, uh, let's delve into some Super Bowl talk briefly because we didn't have a chance to talk about that and then we'll move on and uh, see what's going on with this XFL thing that's going on so uh, JT get your thoughts on the Super Bowl how it all went down because I don't think we really touched on had a chance to touch on well the Super Bowl was just yeah a week ago so, so we didn't really have a chance to delve into it so uh, Kansas City they're the new dynasty. Everybody's saying Kansas City might be the new dynasty. Uh, uh, your boy Pat Mahomes look like he might be the truth. Uh, he's going to get a good payday coming up, that's for sure. Um, but I feel like um, Patrick Mahomes should do like a Tom Brady. Maybe take some pay cuts, make sure you get some players in there so you can continue to win and build that legacy of, you know, the greatest of all times. What are your thoughts on that, JT? 
Kansas City, uh, Super Bowl champions. I'm good with it. I mean, they they did what they needed to do in order to win. Um, Patrick Mahomes uh, secured the contract. Uh, I'm gonna go on record and say he's gonna end up getting about 45 million a year. Uh, he sealed a deal on that. Um, but they played a great game, man. They did what they needed to do. I mean, they did what they did all playoffs and they sold the. Uh, hold on, JT. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, JT. Hold on. We got we got something something ain't right. If you're on a speakerphone, it's not. It's, we don't get too much feedback, and it's just like. So if you're on a speakerphone, your headset or whatever, let's uh, let's try to get on the handheld so we can don't have all that noise and stuff. All right, go ahead, JT. Yeah, I was gonna say, man, um, they they did what they did all playoffs, and that and that's come back. Um, first team, I believe, in uh, NFL history to come back in three straight games from uh, 10-point deficits. Um, and it did work in the fourth quarter. And anybody, any coach, any team will tell you it's what you do in the fourth quarter of the games that would make or break you as a team. And it's what you prep for uh, in in uh, summer, in, in spring workouts and things of that nature. So, uh, you know, Andy Rui, kudos. It's, it's 21 years, and he finally got to the um, – the top of the mountain in uh you know Super Bowl and he he says going to have a double cheeseburger and uh <laughs> and, and and get ready for next year so I mean I, I can't do nothing but respect that ain't nothing like you know that realness man I mean I'm, I'm I root for guys like Andy Reid and uh, Kansas City it's a great story um so I mean shout out to them they Super Bowl champ absolutely despite the president thinking Kansas City was in Kansas we I guess we can overlook that it's kind of um. You know, for, for, for somebody with his lack of intelligence, I can see how he got that mixed up. <laughs> he's, not, he's not very smart. But, um, Donnie, uh, what do you think? I, I mean, was, was Kansas City your pick? And uh, did they do, you know, did they disappoint? I mean, I thought the Super Bowl was good. Uh, I expected them to come back, and they did. And uh, But do, do you think this is a... Um, dynasty going forward i mean could it could this be the new new england i mean you do have lamar jackson and the baltimore ravens to contend with but uh do you think this could be a battle every year in the afc between baltimore and kansas city i do believe so i think that's more so kansas city's problem so to speak if anything is going to stop them being a dynasty it's not them um they're well coached andy gets the most out of his players. Patrick Mahomes is a heck of a quarterback as he's proven the last couple of years. So long as he stays healthy, you can just put pieces around him like you do with Tom Brady, and somehow, somewhere, you're going to come away with some Ws. But I just do believe it's going to be some outside people who um, have an influence on that. The NFL, that's one thing about it. It's not a stagnant sport. It doesn't stand still. And one year, you can be 14-2, um, and two, or the next year, 2-14. and 14. So I don't mm. think Kansas City is going to fall off. I think they're going to be one of those teams that that they, they remain good over the years. You do have a few of those. But I also feel like it's going to be some teams that come out of nowhere and surprise them. I mean, you know, the AFC um, right now, um, this year even, it was it was not necessarily wide open, but we had a few contenders going into the early season. And then Baltimore and Kansas City separated themselves. So next mm-hmm. football season is a whole new animal, whole new players, whole new trades, whole new coaches, and all of those things. And we'll see what kind of teams, how they match up with Kansas City in the upcoming years. But that'll be Kansas City's problem, not internal. I feel like with um, Patrick Mahomes and, and, 
and Andy Reid together, you can pretty much just plug and play with guys. Of course, you need weapons like Travis Kelsey and, and, and others, you know, to, to make the thing work, but they can figure that part out. It's just what are the outside teams going to do? Because Lamar Jackson and them ain't just going to sit around and hand you trophies. Absolutely. Absolutely not. Now, JB, I know, you know, this is a sore spot for you. Your, your 49ers didn't pull it out. And on top of that, I do believe there will be, just like every other two team that loses in the Super Bowl, there's going to be hangover. They're going to be the Super Bowl hangover. I mean, you can look at the Philadelphia Eagles. You can look at the Atlanta Falcons. You can look at all the teams that lost that didn't come back and do much of anything the next year in which I already have this open thing saying that the the, the 49ers will be 6-10 and 10 at best 8-8. Eight and eight. And all the background noise, we can hear y'all. So, I mean, kind of put your phone on mute. We can hear dishes clanging and things like that. So, uh, just put your phone on mute till we get to you. Um, but, JB, um, let me, tell me about your 49ers. Give me, make me feel confident that your 49ers are going to come back next year just as strong as they were this year, despite, you know, the history of, you know, the, the runners-up in the Super Bowl that have, you know, flailed in the, the, the next season. Give me, make me feel okay. confident about well, first your of 49ers. All, first of all, let me, let, me address, let, me, let me address it. Let me start off by saying this. Kansas City just won a Super Bowl, and kudos to them. Yep. Let's not start this dynasty. I'm not going to even entertain this dynasty conversation unless they win two in the next three years or four years. All right? So let's end that. Let's go ahead and end that right now for one. Two, we're not giving Eric the enemy his props, understanding that he's the OC and the play caller and working with Patrick Mahomes and Lounge putting Patrick Mahomes in position to call his own plays in that game, which I thought was exceptional by this young man. Um, and, and for Eric B. Enemy to not have a head coaching interview, it's ludicrous. As far as my 49ers rule, I'm not in the business of selling. As much of a skeptic as you are and, and an unrealist as a Dallas Cowboy fan, me selling you on my 49ers with a with a, with a, with a, um, with your mind already made up that a team who ran the ball extremely well this year, which was a top three running team and had a top two defense throughout the year versus a team um, who had the talent and let you down with the Cowboys. I always you come know. back to my Cowboys. Huh? Um, uh, well, well, since, I mean, we, we know what you always lean to, so let me go ahead and throw that in there, hide your talented defense underachieved <laughs> versus uh, my San Francisco 49ers with Kyle Shanahan. I think I think Kyle Shanahan making some play calls during the Super Bowl. Um, uh, uh, well, not Kyle Shanahan, but Salah. Not, not, you know, not uh, making those adjustments because Patrick Mahomes hurt us more running his with his feet in the Super Bowl extending plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think the offensive line is sure up. We got a great receiving core. We got the run. I think we got one running back that we got to get under contract. And um, I think that at the end of the day, they have an opportunity to go out and maybe get another corner, considering the uh, the issues we had in our secondary this year with with uh, our defensive pass interference at key points of the game. But I think as long as they continue to come out and run the ball as they did this year um, and the defense come back playing lights out ball, running game defense travels. They have a great chance of getting back there. 
I'm, I, I, we don't. And, and another thing too, Patrick Mahomes, like JT said, made a great point. Jay, Patrick Mahomes could get forty-five, fifty million because when you look at the new CBA coming up, and then you look at the new uh, television contract and revenue sharing, we know that the NFL salary cap has gone up. I think at least thirty percent. I know I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Donnie knows. I think it's like thirty or thirty-five percent. Um, yeah. every year. So going into this new CBA agreement along with the salary cap going up, I think that Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, we're going to see astronomical record-breaking contracts, which I don't think is going to put these teams um, in the position as we've seen teams of the past because when the quarterback get a lot of money, right. you see that they don't have those funds to allocate okay. in other positions. Yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk about that a little bit later on, JB. I, you know, I'm trying yeah. to make my way around to everybody that's on the line. We got uh, Big Les as well. Uh, but so, uh, up, bottom man? line, bottom line, you think your 49ers are going to be... What's up, what's up? What's up, Big Les? But bottom line, JB, I believe think his Forty Nine is going to be back in the running with the defense that they have and the, and the um, running game and the coaching. But I mean, they do have a coach that is, you know, in the big games. He ain't really, you know. Uh, I mean, look at him in, in Atlanta. Look at him in, you know, now in this game. So, Big Les, what do you think about the Forty ers and? Them, you know, not not being one of the teams that overcome the the Super Bowl hangover. Well, um, like I've heard most of you guys, I think you're right on point. At least I agree with where you're coming from. I, I think San Francisco, man, I, part of that part of that problem that they had in the game, I think they celebrated too early. You know, when they mm. got that touchdown, they all went or the interception, they all went to the end zone. They part they thought the game was over, and as we see, it wasn't. Um, you have to look at, you know, free agency, what they're going to get out of free agency. I think they still have to see what they're going to do with Emmanuel Sanders and see if they're going to sign him. Um, you know, it's basically, it is hard to try to come back and we don't know how much this has affected them. And this, once again, we're, we're eight months out, you know, and as far as Kansas city is concerned, I, I think they will be pretty decent, but to say they're going to be a, um, a dynasty, I think it's going to be a little bit harder because the AFC has a lot of teams, you know, and so, you you know, we're seeing to be getting about Tennessee, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're a player or two or a receiver or two away from making some noise, you know. Um, they need to maybe mm-hmm. tighten up on their defense a little, you know. Kansas City had problems early tackling, you know, but down the playoffs, they fixed that problem, so, you know, that could be a problem later on for them, so... Yeah. I think it's I think it's a little pre little pre early to tell if they can be a dynasty. They have a good team. They'll be there, but um, this like like um, I heard someone say, you know, let's see what they do within the next two to three years before we should say that they have a dynasty. Okay. And, uh, okay. San Francisco, yeah, they, yeah, they will have to, yeah, they will have to go through that Super Bowl thing. But you know, we'll see. New Orleans may drop off and Breeze leaves. You know, so there's a lot of things that that's still out there that we that we just have to wait and see what happens. Well, I mean, I didn't hear when we talked about the AFC. I didn't hear anyone mention the New England Patriots. Pastor Fight, let me ask you, man: Is the New England Patriots a foregone conclusion? I mean, whether Tom Brady comes back or whether he goes somewhere else, is New England has their dynasty become to an end? I mean, I know the threat of them, you know, coming into next, going into the next year, like they always do. They always the the favorite, or they always the one to watch. Uh, going into any year, whether they win the Super Bowl or not. 
Uh, I didn't hear any one of these guys mention the New England Patriots. Uh, what are your thoughts on the New England Patriots now being, you know, not necessarily the, the, the ones to watch in the AFC? Well, first of all, uh, I do want to say that uh, I am traveling, so I probably won't comment as much. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but since we've stopped, I, I will say this. Um, I think you can never count out uh, Bill Belichick. He's, he's, he's a, a great finder of talent. Uh, I think Robert Kraft was probably one of the main people rooting against San Francisco because yeah. when Belichick wanted to keep Garoppolo because he knew he was the future of the franchise, uh, Kraft wanted to run with Brady. And now you see what Garoppolo is able to do with some weapons around him in San Francisco you know, Kraft was, was, was shooting himself in the foot by watching San Francisco uh, in the Super Bowl. So if Kraft, like every owner, even Jerry Jones, if you listen to the guy you hired who yeah. knows the game of football, yeah. they can go pretty far. And I, and I think that what, what, what most franchises handicap is like is going to be in New England. If New England are, is successful when they listen to Belichick. They're not successful when they don't listen to Belichick. <laughs> and like every other franchise, the Cowboys will be successful if they listen to the coaches that they hire. They right. know the game of football. And not Jerry Jones trying to act like he know what he's doing and and go against it. You gotta listen to Belichick. And I think if they do they'll be back in contention. Will they be that dynasty they have been over the last decade? No, I don't think so because now every team is caught up to them. Yeah, and so at this point, I just think that with so much talent in the AFC right now, it's it's going to be a battle. Like like uh, I, I can't remember who said it earlier. I mean, we got to look at Baltimore. I mean, they they have a rising star or an already MVP now in Lamar Jackson. I mean, now you have Super Bowl champions Kansas City, yeah. I and mean, that's not counting the other teams that have made acquisitions, made new head coaches positions. And different things. I mean, look at the Buffalo Bills. They they were knocking on the door this year. I mean, when you look at the teams that are catching up, yeah. if they don't do something instantly right now in New England, they're going to be a foregone conclusion. And history books are just going to write them from 2000 to 2019. And I think uh, I think Miami, Miami might be even a team that you can look. I mean, I know they started out as dogs in the first half of the season, beginning of the season, but as they got, you know, people started saying that they were trying to throw away games, and and that wasn't the case. They were actually trying to win, and I think the coach that they have is one of those guys that make makes them want to play. And so I think those guys are, are really trying to prove something. I believe next year we'll see a little different Miami team. I'm not saying that they're going to go from worst to first like San Francisco, but I think they're working on something and they're they're They have an opportunity, you know, to be something special. Uh, they may make the playoffs next year. I mean, that could be a bold prediction for somebody uh, for the, for the uh, Miami uh, Dolphins. Yeah, JT. I need somebody on this panel to stand up for the New York Jets. Let's not leave them out. They can be contenders too. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was about to come to Donnie. I was about to come to Donnie and, and ask him about the XFL. But before we do that, Donnie, let's. I mean, what, what do you think about your Jets or where they where they can stand next year amongst the, these uh, elite teams in, in in the AFC? 
I don't know. I mean, we drafted a quarterback that's supposed to take us to the promised land. I mean, we picked him around in the same era that Mahomes and um, Lamar Jackson and all of these others are coming up in. And it's our guy's time to show that he belongs. And if not, it's time to move on. But um, I love my Jets, as everybody knows. But as an organization, we are from the uh, movie Life. We can't get right. So, I mean, we can sign everybody from the Pro Bowl team. And somehow, some way, we find a reason not to make the playoffs. And then when we got a bunch of scrubs, we somehow, some way, get in. So I don't know. I'm not. I'm not making any predictions with my boys next year. I'm just gonna see what we looking like preseason and then go from there. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, it seems like the Jets oh, are the, like the New York Knicks of football. You know what yeah, I mean? It's like no matter. I can't. I can't sit on here. But oh yeah, we gonna do this. We gonna do that. I, sure. I've done that before. It has gotten me nowhere. I, I'm right. tired of riding the die. But I just ain't gonna turn my back on it. No matter how bad your kids is, it's still your kids. Yeah, JB. I think coach. I think uh, Pastor Fred made a, made a great point as far as listening to your, your football people. Because if we look at this past season, and we've seen watch the Patriots, we've seen Belichick do more with less. Mm-hmm. Look at the defense. The defense had some lows this year, but that offense wasn't able to morph into that running team to protect Tom Brady. Yeah, and they showed their desperation by going after Antonio Brown. You know, through all the stuff that he was going through, they showed their desperation and knew that their offense wasn't clicking. But go ahead, JB. I don't think I don't think that was desperation. I looked at it as that was a talent that he could get without having to let a uh, a draft pick go because we know how Bill Belichick operates. And that was a threat who could take the top off the defense to open up the middle of the field and underneath. But at the end of the day, they didn't have a running game. The offensive line really didn't play well. And and we saw Tom struggle. And I think that Bill had to let the owner see that to say, not only did I let Garoppolo go at a steal, you know, you need to listen to me and let me put this team together and not let Tom Brady hamper us moving forward. Mm. Mm. Well, I know, you know, with, when when they had Randy Moss, they didn't really have much of a running game to speak of either. But all they done, all they had to do is just, when, when in doubt, throw it up. You know, and I think they was trying to go that route with Antonio Brown. When in doubt, throw it to Brown. You know, um, the third and 14, throw it to Brown. You know, so I think they were trying to adopt that mentality and, and kind of band-aid their situation. But um, go ahead, uh, Donnie, you said you had a question for J.B.? Yeah, you know, um, that is San Francisco 49ers. My concern for the 49ers is the same thing that it is for the um, Kansas City Chiefs. It's not them themselves. I think they're going to be all right. They're well coached. There's a, I watched San Francisco play several games this year because I'll be honest, at one point I thought they weren't for real. But when you watch them, man, they beat teams in so many different ways, and they got so many different formations they run from and call plays from. I, I'm certainly impressed. But my main concern for them is their their conference and more specifically their division. Um, you're talking about they got to battle out with Seattle and last year's Super Bowl contender, the Rams, who are most certainly going to be back next year because they're a well-coached organization, and not to mention the up-and-coming Cardinals. So y'all were able to make it out of this division this year at an impressive 5-1. and one. Do you think y'all going to be able to do that again next year? And what are your concerns about your your, your the competition around y'all, so to speak, more so than y'all's own selves? Well, um, I think Seattle. Seattle is going to be the team we have to worry about because I think even though Kyler Murray was uh, offensive rookie of the year, 
we know that second year slump most quarterbacks go through. Um and, 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 and teams can really see what he does well and and what the um what the habits of the head coach are. So now when you look at the Rams, golf is a joke. They gave this kid all this money and look what he did in the Super Bowl. You know, that defense we, we really didn't see that defense step up like they should have stepped up at the end of the season, you acquiring um, Jay, uh, Ramsey, you know. That's going to be a D you got to worry about. But, 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 but at the same time, if, if your defense is on the field because the offense ain't moving the ball and your quarterback isn't playing well and they're not running the ball as well as they did um, in the past, then – you know, the Rams still have a lot of make. You know, they still got to show us something. Because coming off that Super Bowl and seeing how they played this year and watch how San Francisco beat them down, especially uh, in that second game this year, come on, man. So I think Seattle is still the team for us to work to be concerned with because they mirror each other as far as offenses and the same type of defense that they run. But – um you know, I think they made the division might be a little tougher, but I still think we might have we'll ink it out next year. I, I don't think they're gonna they're gonna dominate as well as they did this year. Right on. Well that being said, man, let me um let me switch gears uh to the new XFL before we take a break. We got about five minutes before we take a break and then I wanna talk some um Gail King and uh some other things uh pertaining to the NBA and uh, but but right now, uh J T did you have a chance? So actually, anybody here? Uh, but JT, have you had a chance to watch? Did you have a chance to watch any of the XFL yesterday? I know we were out, out at Clover, so I, I missed the uh, Tar Heel game, the Tar Heel and Duke game, and I missed you know the 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 um, start of the XFL. Watched a little bit of it today because the team uh, Dallas is playing St. Louis. So I'm just, I'm trying to I was trying to check a little bit of it out. Uh, but JT, give me your thoughts on the XFL. I mean, all of the all of the you know uh, social media buzz about it has been good. You know, uh, nobody has been really complaining. I think a lot of people are excited right now about it. But when the XFL started ten years ago, or twenty, however long it was, the first time when Ed, uh, McMahon had brought this out, uh, the buzz was 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 high about it before. Even though, well, actually, it was twenty years ago because there was no social media to to speak of uh, back then. But uh, the, the buzz is high about it. So, JT, what are you? What are you? What are your thoughts on the XFL right now? Got a chance to watch it on on the road yesterday. Uh, got to watch former, um, I believe, Ohio State quarterback Cordell Jones play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I like I like the action that I've seen yesterday in the games. I think it's fresh. Some of the um, changes, some of the rules, some of the things they incorporated. Um, I think I, I, um, with some of the players that they've got, some of the college players that we've seen over the last couple of years they got opportunity to do something special but they gotta they gotta keep it in the realm of it not becoming a sideshow circus and it being really about the game of football yeah um if they keep it like what i watched yesterday if they keep it like that i think you know what i'm saying it'll be fresh and give us something to kind of you know keep us entertained um until we get to you know later on in the year for the draft and everything but I, 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 you know, I enjoyed the game yesterday, and um, thought it was pretty cool to, you know, be able to watch another league that said wasn't gonna go bankrupt right. and go away after two weeks. So I, I was encouraged. Yeah. 
Um, Big Les, let me ask you, man. Um, what's to what's to keep this from being like um a D league in basketball? You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I mean, what's the because it seems like everybody's going to be playing to try to impress the NFL just to get to the NFL. I don't think there's ever going to be a, a pro football league that's going to compete with the giant that is the NFL. So, I mean, what is it just ultimately going to be? Even if it's successful, is it ultimately just going to be the D league in, in football? Well, I, I think, yeah, I mean, you, you're comparing apples and oranges. And so um, I think one thing that will hopefully keep the league maybe together, like uh, JT said, if they keep it professional, I think the ex, the old the other league, I can't remember the name of it, but, you know, they had all the extra celebrations and the crazy nicknames on the back of the jersey. Yeah, it was and, the XFL you know, just This is the XFL one. This is the okay. XFL yeah, re, so, reimagined, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I, and I I just think they just kind of just went was reaching for a lot of things, but um, I did see a little bit of the game yesterday. Um, it's I think it's something for me that you have to try to get used to because the, it's like the it's like when you're watching college football, you know, it's almost like okay, when I'm watching the NFL, I know it's the NFL, but then when I'm looking at this game, it's like you, I think we're always going to think of it as being a lower level. Uh, football, but I think it gives the guys a lot, some other guys, some opportunities to sure. make money sure. and to also have an opportunity to play in the NFL. So I would like it to see to see because baseball players have it, you know, the NBA has it. So mm-hmm. I, you know, it, it, I think it's something needed because the chances of you making an NFL team is slim to none if you mm-hmm. look at the numbers, you know. But baseball, you got to, you know, you can make a decent living in Triple and Double A baseball. Sure. You know, but once once it's over for football, that's it. Let you go to Canada, and so I, I think it has a good opportunity. I like to see it succeed. We just have to wait and see. Yeah, we had the you had the um, I think USFL was probably the closest thing um, that was going to compete with um, the NFL, and of course it it, it bottomed up. Um, they had Herschel Walker, that was a high profile name that they paid a ton of money uh, to play for. I think it was called they were called the Generals or something at the time, and um, they went belly up, but they they went by you know they were really professional. So I believe if the XFL can can kind of keep it professional, some of the rule changes are really good and may be adopted by the NFL at some point. Um, but um, I think if they keep it more professional and, and not crazy like before, you know, 20 years ago when they had the nicknames all on the back of the jerseys and stuff. Now, that was cool at first. It was like uh, somebody had 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 um, uh, likened it to, you know, you go into a, a, a new restaurant and they got all these new uh, dishes that you never had before and you got the, the two-for-one specials and stuff like that. And then when you come back, though, I mean, you're, you're there for the, the – go check it out. You know, most people are go and check out something new, but, you know, and it, it's kind of cool and kind of flashy. You'll give it good reviews, but you never go back. And so that's what somebody had likened it to. And I, I'm thinking that you kind of – you're going to get – that thing, uh, Pastor Fight. If you want to comment, if you can comment, if you come on in, if you uh, you can come on in, if you want to uh, comment on the XFL, if you had a chance to watch it. I know you're traveling and stuff, but if you if you want to jump in, you can. Well, I would just say that it, it's got to be able to have sustaining power, like yeah. you just said. You know, it can't be a one trick pony. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's got to be able to deliver. 
with good competition week in and week out. And that's why we love the NFL so much. I mean, it's, it's going to be decent competition each and every week. I mean, yeah, you have your, your bad teams here and there. You know, my Giants was one of those bad teams this year. But at the end of the day, you know, if you get in good competition and watching a good quality game, most people will support it. Yeah. But it's when it starts getting gimmicky and then it's a blowout. And, you know, most people ain't going to show up to that. And so right. – Right. got to be able, and I think that's what really hurt the WNBA because when they first got started, one team won the championship like eight years in a row. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no competition. It's and I think you had one girl winning the MVP. Uh, was it, was it Swoops that was winning the MVP like three out of five no, years? Cynthia Cooper. Huh? Cooper. Right. Cooper. Yeah. Cynthia Cooper. Right. Yeah. So, she she won know, like three MVPs. <laughs> yeah. You gotta have some talent and some diversity, and with some teams competing week in and week out, and that that will, in my opinion, give you longevity uh, as a as a league. And that's what the league should want. They should want teams to be competitive throughout the league, not just one dynasty that's just gonna be beating everybody forever. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, we got to take a, a quick break, man. On the other side of the break, we're gonna talk uh, uh, some um, this interview with. Um, Gail King and, and the backlash that she got for that. So we're going to talk about that. That's a pretty serious topic uh, about the interview with, with Les, Lisa Leslie and, and the question that she asked about Kobe Bryant. And, um, and also we're going to talk some NBA and some other stuff, man. So keep it locked right here. Brutally honest. Nope. <laughs> Off topic sports. Big Wheel Radio will be right. You did one hell of a job. And the only thing else I got to say is. How about them, Cowboys? Hey, this is James J.T. Thompson from Big Woo Radio. Hats off to you, Couture. Everything is made, not manufactured. Your one-stop shop for handmade hats and more. How to get in touch with them? www.etsy.com slash shop slash hats off to you, Couture. Officially endorsed by Big Woo Radio. Radio. Baby, we about to get freaky. What you got here? It's the Love Lasso, the ultimate adult sex toy. Oh, I like that. For couples, surely, to help you and your partner reach your ideal climax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, fellas. Giving you that extra grip and bringing her closer to you as you're spreading them lips. Ooh, now that's what I'm talking about, baby. Mm-hmm. Soft to the touch, lightweight and flexible. The love lasso is also washable. Comes in red, black, pink, and white. Mm-hmm. Let's get the bedroom jumping right. Give me the love lasso, baby. I'm ready. Boy, you so crazy. Go to thelassocompany.com and order yours. Tell them Nayana Renee sent you. Ooh, baby, this is going to be so much fun. Ooh, put your leg through here. Put this around your neck. Oh, yeah, right there. Ooh, yeah. Go to thelovelassocompany.com to order your love lasso today. May we have May your, we attention, have your please. attention, please? please, 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 please. We have a very special announcement. From James J.T. Thompson to all Big Woo Radio, Big Woo Radio listeners. listeners. 
Listen to the Elite Gents Podcast hosted by James J.T. Thompson on EPRN. Go to EliteGents.EPRN.US. Thank you, J.T. Now back to your previously scheduled broadcast on Big Woo Woo Radio. Radio. Listen to Big Woo Radio. I want y'all to listen to Big Woo Radio. This is Big Woo Radio, a station for the people, by the people, serving Rock Hill, South Carolina and surrounding areas, Charlotte, North Carolina and surrounding areas, serving worldwide at BigWooRadio.com. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome back to the program, 704-489-3316. That'll get you in if you want to get in. Thanks, everybody, listening live on BigWooRadio.com. Everybody's download the Big Woo Radio app in your Google Play Store and all of our iPhone people that search us out on their podcast app. We appreciate that so much. Um, also, want to ch- uh, shout out our sponsors and supporters, man. Uh, Woodforest National Bank, please go to Woodforest.com. Men's Warehouse of Rock Hill, South Carolina. 24K Rides of Rock Hill, go to 24KRides.com. TCB 5400 Club at 5400 Nevin Road in Charlotte, North Carolina. One Publishing, go to OnePublishing.net. Clover Parks and Recreations, Winthrop University, Porter Decal, the Hydrocephalus Association of America. Please go to NoMoreBrainSurgeries.org. Primetime Players, Chris Thomas. Um, uh, they got their opening game, uh, uh, their opening to their season this year. The Primetime Players, uh, February 22nd, will be in the building. Bring you the play-by-play for that game. Uh, shout out to Kevin Glover and the uh, Connected Group. New Soul Music, Mr. Dark Eye, Black Toby Society, some guy named Jay Spring Hill Credit Solutions, Great Sheep Digital, Below the Deck, Enterprise Management, SMG, All About Us Radio, and Miss Bianca, hats off to you, Couture. Uh, follow us uh, on all social media at Big Woo Radio to keep up with everything that we got going on in all of. Uh, the things we've been doing in the community. The Brutally Honest Show, Tuesdays at 7. Uh, Floated Poetry Show, s- Fridays at 6. And of course, us here, Off Topic Sports, at 6 o'clock uh, for all your sports needs. Uh, so we've been talking about the uh, Super Bowl. We talked some NFL. We talked some XFL. Uh, Donnie, Donnie and JB, if y'all want to chime in on the XFL, that's cool uh, before we get into the Gail King interview. Yeah, JB. I just want to, I just wanted to give a shout out to Dana, you know, uh, Diamond Tarasha, uh, uh for playing the role as the little sister on the cartoon author. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she played a, a she, cartoon. She, yeah, you ever seen the cartoon show Arthur? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. I have. Don't she? Don't she look like the little sister? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now that you mention it, yes, she does. <laughs> she does look. T- she does look like. Uh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, uh, uh, anyway, um, as far as the XFL, well, I haven't seen it. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I saw. I've seen commercials, man. So 
I just hope it's a good product here from what everybody's saying, man. I think it's great that they got a, uh, another, these players have another opportunity to generate, you know, some income after their playing career. And hopefully, you know, the NFL can use this, this league because they have NFL coaches coaching in this league. So, you know, maybe this can be a springboard for them or allow these guys to make some extra money. I just hope to see some good football. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, um, Donnie, had you seen any um, of the XFL yet? Nope. Didn't even know it was back in existence until we just had this topic. So, um, in their defense, I haven't been watching a lot of TV lately, but I haven't even seen so much as a commercial for it. So, their marketing department has to do a little bit better and reaching out to people. Uh, yeah. Maybe try, you know, social media, because if I, I would have came across it if you would have had an ad on social media. So, um, and, other, and a couple other places, you know, go old school style, pound the ground, get billboards up. But you got to get the eyes on the screen and the people in the seats. And, um, you know, you definitely got to put out a good product, but you can have the best product in the world. But if people don't know it's even existing, then that's not a good thing for you. So um, I have been living in a cave for for the last couple of months, but um, I still should have heard about this prior to this conversation. Yeah. uh, Now that you mentioned that, Donnie, the the first uh, I heard about them bringing it back uh, maybe about a year ago. And I think I heard that rumor as well. It did until we bought this topic up, had not a clue that the league was back in existence. Well, until I heard them talking about it this morning on, um, on, uh, ESPN, they were talking about the mm-hmm. broadcast and somebody dropped the F bomb and the, the sportscasters kept cursing on the, on the broadcast. And so they were talking about that and that was like, Oh, I was like, Oh yeah, they, they were supposed to be starting that up. And so they did. And yeah. then I happened to catch it today on ESPN, um, the, the Dallas and St. Louis game on ESPN. So that's, but now that you mention it, there hasn't been like a, you know, a media or an advertising blitz. It's not been something that you've been seeing on social media, on Instagram or Facebook or nothing like that. But they said they have been advertising to their folks. I guess they're the wrestling fans or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they said they have a, a huge uh, following with their wrestling. So they've been marketing to them, I guess, more so than which I think should have been us, you know, the the, the average football yeah, fans, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, most certainly. I guess they're going to make, make their way to, like, you know, just get people that maybe not football fans. I mean, that that could be a strategy. If you're if they're not football fans but they're wrestling fans, then maybe get them involved in watching football and then, you know, bring in the, the NFL watchers, you know, the people that watched a lot of NFL because they know we can be skeptics up front, you know what I mean? So, I mean, maybe they have a different plan and maybe it'll work out. We'll see how, how, how it works out. But yeah, now that you mentioned that they didn't, they didn't really market to people like me and you, uh, I don't know if, you know, JT, if you had, had seen anything prior to yesterday about it, but I, I don't, I don't recall seeing anything about the XFL from, from uh, a year ago, but yeah, I've seen it, man. They, they were really smart about, uh, uh, advertisement. They only put it, in certain spots, I've seen it on ESPN, I've seen it on ABC. It was strategically um, put in certain places, but they really didn't ramp it up until, you know what I'm saying, last month. I mean, and I think it's just, you know, I think they took it from some of the other stuff because you look at it, the, the leagues that came out last year, they oversaturated promotion and nobody still didn't pay attention. Right. So I think, 
you know what I'm saying? They went at, went about it differently, and I think they know they target audience, and I think they were smart about how they, you know, how they want to go about doing it. And you know, you put a lot of money in advertising. You really do. You want to really put a lot of money in advertising when you gotta get players and pay these guys and make sure they have a decent salary. So they they might be saving their money, you know, and to 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 extend the league, so to speak. So they have a longer league uh, before they go up. And who says they will go up? I'm not saying they're gonna go belly up, but um, you know, they will. The history is just there. Yeah, you gotta spend money to make money. That's, <laughs> the rating count. I mean, true I might have tuned in if I would have known about it. So you know, every every rating counts, and every person eye that you miss, you know, give people a chance to say no to your product. Right. But I didn't even know about your product, so true. it's worth the advertising dollar to get the word out. I don't care how much it would have cost for the XFL. I would have paid double what the NFL um, commercial was worth. Just because, you know, NFL wouldn't want to advertise their comp, I would have paid them double the NFL commercial just so I could have had one in the Super Bowl. Like, you should have put that out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right back dab in the middle of the halftime show, I would have had an advertisement on the J-Lo float. Boom, at least one, yeah. At least one. I didn't didn't know nothing about it. I didn't know nothing about it till yesterday. Wow. To be honest with you. But I haven't watched a lot of TV, though, so. Yeah. Me either, but so I'll give them that. But you know, at least put it on social media. If you would have put it there, I wouldn't have missed it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. JT, you had something? Well, no, I'm just gonna say, man, we, we might have to go into a little OT because I definitely want to get everybody's views on uh, the Gail King, Lisa Leslie interview. Yep, mm. we're going to get that, to that right now. So for people who have been li- living under a rock and you don't know, uh, Gail King had an interview with Lisa Leslie, and within that interview. There, she, there was a question about Kobe's past um, regressions. Let's just say that uh, in in Utah, it was it? Yeah, it was Utah, and uh, a lot of people know about what he had to go through the, during the season and going to court and things like that, which ultimately was uh, thrown out because uh, come to find out, the girl that uh, that accused him of of that of rape was a uh, a hoe. So they found seven, <laughs> seven, seven different uh, uh, specimens of semen in her drawers. So she, so she was out there hoeing. Um, so uh, ultimately, uh, Gail King asked this interview of Kobe's longtime friend Lisa Leslie, uh, who know, knew Kobe since he was eighteen when he first came in the league, and they first came in the league when she was playing for L.A. Sparks, and and they were just dominating the L.A. scene on uh, Lisa Leslie women's basketball, Kobe and uh, men's basketball, and um, so Gail King got the interview with Lisa Leslie, and she asked about this. Uh, the outrage came. Uh, from the you know every Snoop Dogg, uh, little boozy badass, and just so many other people that uh, just just went off on Gail King. Uh, Snoop called her some kind of some kind of some kind of bitch, and it was uh, something to do with her head and her hair or something. <laughs> I don't know, but it was ugly. It was ugly, and and you know, even even made it seem like Snoop was saying that you know we're gonna come after you if you don't straighten this up, you know. And so Gail King got death threats and this, that, and the other thing. So just let me put mine out there right quick. Um, I I really and, and you guys know I, we we talked about this through text and and my 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 perspective was 
just because she's a journalist doesn't make it, you know, make it right. But the the person that she was asking and in a way that she asked, I was okay with it. I wasn't because for me, it it kind of solidified with her talking to Lisa Leslie, getting a perspective from Lisa Leslie, somebody that knew him since he was a young man to when he was a grown man. And she put it out there saying that this is not the, that's not the Kobe I know to be violent against women at all. So, um, and that just solidified what I already knew or uh, my assumption was of Kobe that he didn't, you know, I was assuming I didn't know Kobe from Adam, but I was assuming that Kobe wasn't like this. So for her to, Asked the question of somebody that knew him all pretty much all his life, um, and she solidified it for me by saying that Kobe is not a violent dude. He don't go out in the clubs and be doing craziness with girls and stuff like that. But she knows some people in the NBA that do that kind of thing. So that just made it um, even more for me to, to to find out that Kobe wouldn't be that kind of dude. So. I know people got up in an uproar and you don't want to bring up stuff about people, um, you know, after they're gone. And, and that was just a, a minor blip in his career that something happened that he got accused for. And the only thing that Kobe and I'm not I'm not just saying I'm not saying it's OK either, but the only thing that Kobe done was cheated on his wife. Obviously, that's what happened. I mean, because they did find his his sperm as well. So um, he yeah, he cheated on his wife. She forgave him. Why can't we? Um, so that didn't really need to be brought up. But if it's going to be brought up, I'd rather it be brought up to somebody that knows Kobe and can, you know, shoot that mess down. You know what I mean? So that's how I felt about it. JT, I know you're, in a, you're anxious to talk about it, and we'll get around to the other guys as well, get you guys' opinion as well. But JT, come on in. What you think? I just want me to keep it brief, man, because I really want to hear what the guys got to say. But uh, just the one thing that I thought about, uh, being that I know what that's like, you know what I'm saying, uh, for a spouse to you know, not be you know, to Paris, the first yeah. thing I thought about before I text you was, what if Kobe's daughter or what if Kobe's wife had just happened to be watching CBS that morning? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And their, their grief is the only thing I thought about. Like, when you're dealing with something, when you just lost a sister or a father mm. or, you know, a husband, it's like, why are we rehashing something that, like you said, this lady had already forgiven him, you know, forgiven him for us, so why are we going back through this? Right. You know, I just thought that the etiquette of it was poor, and especially given that, you know, being in the media, I get it, it's a fine line and this and the other, but I thought there would have been a little bit a little bit more pre- presence on her part to really capitalize on the interview with Lisa Leslie and get some real gems out of her and not go down that road. If you're going to act something, act something real, you know, real uplifting like everybody else has right. been doing. You know, and not just focus on the negative because this man, you know, I mean, he he didn't just touch, you know, the United States, man. You talking about globally? There's been love all over the world globally. He ain't even realize, you know, the the significance of his impact until his death. And, and it's unfortunate, man. A lot of times, that's just how it goes. Yeah. You don't really realize how impactful a person is while they're here, living and breathing. But for me, I just thought uh, Gail King. Thought that she was still talking to R. Kelly and was trying to trying to grab another moment, and it was just to me, it was just out of place. Yeah, and, and much too soon. I do agree with that. It was it's just too soon uh, to be, you know, talking or asking that kind of question. 
this soon after he's he's passed. Um, uh, a big less. Come on in, man. What's your what's your thoughts on the Gail King interview? All right, I'm I'm gonna come at a different way. I'm gonna try to be as brief as I possibly can. But being a journalist, you have to ask tough questions. So when Gail asked those questions, it's okay to ask one. But where she messed up at, she kept pushing the envelope, forcing her to try to find something to tarnish Kobe's interview. And you could tell when you looked at Lisa, she was like, okay, I'm going to answer this, but okay, we need to stop. You know, another thing, Gail messed up when she tried to come back and she never apologized. But mm. her statement, she she threw CBS under the bus. Now, I went to journalism school. I know some things, some things I don't. But I do know this. And I've talked to people that I know people in, like that work for the Washington Post, and I've talked to them about this issue. If I'm interviewing you, Wu, and, and, I'm, take, and I'm taking notes, and I'm sitting there on the camera, okay, I'm not going to just let, let CBS release my interview without me looking at it and be like, nah, we're not going we're not gonna put that in there. Because yeah. my reputation is on the line. Sure. You understand what I'm saying? So we don't go back to the editor. I'm gonna sit in there with the editor and we're gonna be like, and you had a chance to look at that over and over again. I think where Gail got caught up at with she wanted to be first and didn't really take time to look at how this is in tape. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. the backlash comes from her and Oprah coming at black men the way they've been coming, and they've never gone after Weinstein, whether he wanted to be interviewed or not, or any of these other cats that they hang out with that's been caught up in this Me Too act. You know what I'm saying? So they, it seems like, you know, they went after, you know, Oprah Winfrey was a, was a friend to the Jackson family, and then you're going to come back behind after Michael's been dead almost 10 years, and you're going to put out this Neverland, and no, and nothing was ever found on Michael. The FBI investigated Michael Jackson for eight years. Now, you know they was looking for something. Mm-hmm. And they said they couldn't find one thing on Michael. So the backlash comes from black men who are tired of Oprah Winfrey and, and Gail and women like her that are bashing black men and not really standing up for us. Now, I don't, I don't condone the acts of R. Kelly and all that. We, I mean, let's come on, let's be for real. But what I am saying is, it just seems like your attack is always after, is going after black men, mm. and you never go after the other men that you're hanging out with. Yeah. So, I think, I think Gail, now, what Snoop said to her, I was cool with everything Snoop said until he called her a bitch, which, which, which it was funny. I'm going to laugh, because she, she, she asked the question, so she got what came back from it. Right. And the threat that Snoop came, which Snoop later has apology. I think he apologized either today or last night about the <clears throat> about the threat yeah, that after, yeah. um, was given. So that's that's kind of where I stand on. All right, uh, Pastor, if you're still on the line, you can comment on this if you like. Uh, I, I I agree. I don't know who was just talking, but I I agree completely. Big I don't. I don't have a problem. Big left. I don't have a problem with the question that Gail asked because sometimes you know a figure like Kobe Bryant, when when they pass the way he passed, 
we automatically put him in sainthood. You know what I mean? Sure. And and I'm not saying Kobe was a bad guy, but but he did have some. He did he did have that blemish <laughs> in his life. He cheated on his wife. You know, and none of us are perfect, so I'm not here to judge. But as JT said, or I think as uh, as you said, Wu, when you have somebody like Lisa Leslie sitting on the couch who who considered in in the journalism world, maybe considered on an expert on the subject matter we're talking about, you know, you ask her the tough question. And as Big Les said, the question wasn't a problem; it was the pressing. Yeah. Over and over and over, it's like you're you're asking this question to try to elicit a certain response when she's already answered. And I believe in the legal in the courtroom, an attorney will say, "Ask and answer." Like she has already answered your question. Asking right. in a different way should not elicit a different response. So let it go. She's answered the question and move on. Now, the thing I don't like is when she came back to throw CBS under the bus, she said she was upset because it was only 10 seconds of an entire interview. Well, even when you watch the entire interview, that 10 seconds isolated by itself was still caught in proper context. Mm -hmm. Because even when you watch the whole thing, it happened just like that. It wasn't like it was a B portion from a previous question. No, it was a brand new question. And and you continued right there and stayed there. Like you, you got to move on at a certain point as a journalist. And when you didn't, it made you look bad. So since you did it, you got to be able to receive the backlash to come from it. Sure. And so, sure. you know, having your big sister or your, your homegirl Oprah coming out on your behalf, I, I really thought was not good look for Oprah. Mm-mm. You know, just, just let it go. It'll blow over. Sure. As time will go on, it'll blow over. Gail will keep her job at CBS. It's not like, you know, she called anybody outside of their name or anything. And so she'll get to keep her job. She'll just let this lie down. And most people, after about mm. three or four weeks, won't remember this anymore. And yeah. then they'll move on. But having Oprah come out, it just magnifies it yeah. even more because just Oprah is the larger-than-life personality. Yeah. Yeah, Pastor. I, Oprah I just reminded us of, of women. Oprah just reminded us of women like herself and more black women because of their attitude. They can't find a man that wants them. Because mm-hmm. if that was the case, then Sheridan would have really been with her. And how you gonna have a talk show talking about relationships and maintaining marriages when you ain't never been married? <laughs> but yet you can't find a man to keep a man. That's the mm-hmm. problem. Gail King probably can't. She probably tired of paying people. To come and put DNA up in And that's the main thing when it comes down to the girl in Denver. Hey, players slide out. Men do what they do, just like women do what they do. I ain't knocking Kobe for that. Because when you got that paper, they going to put that meat in the street for, for these dudes to be. At the end of the day, she saw it as an opportunity to get some money. Kobe should have left a tip, like I said two weeks ago. And we wouldn't have had none of this. But she just tried to, she tried to capitalize. That's what it was, and we look at it. If there was a black woman, do you think we'd still be putting it out there like that? Let's be real now. Let's also look at these networks. That's what they do. They, they, they capitalize on making black men look bad. You know, it's to their benefit. And Gail, like, 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 uh, 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 like, my, like my man just said, you know, to go back and throw the network under the bus, you know what they're about. You know what they do. 
you know how the media portrays us. And you just fell along with the program and ran with it. Now you're trying to backtrack. Mm-hmm. You're going with Go ahead, Donnie. Well, and, and I, I just oh, want to say, go ahead, go ahead, uh, this past the fight. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go back on mute. But I just wanted to say, Oprah doesn't need any defense, but she did pull herself out of the Russell Simmons documentary that she was orchestrating. And she said it wasn't because of Russell's request for her not to air it. You know, I don't know what her reasons were, but, you know, I know I know Gail and Oprah have seemingly be on the attack of black men uh, and with, with R. Kelly, with Gail in the interview that happened earlier last year with uh, with Russell Simmons and this whole ordeal. You know, they, there's been a lot of attack on black men seemingly from these two and their best friends. But Oprah did remove herself from the Russell Simmons. Well, Pastor, the reason why she removed herself was because she said there wasn't enough uh, um, uh, quality material, evidence, information for them to record for her to put her name for her to put her name behind it. They got a lot of choppy information when when and, and this is what she said. So hey, maybe that was her way out. We don't know what it is, but at the end of the day, if we know anything about Russell and his past. We know Russell got a real sketchy path and crooked. Let's just call it what it is. Let's not try to slide it, slide it away. You know what I'm saying? He done wronged a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? He done stepped on a lot of codes to get where he's at. So, you know, maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. But, you know, if it walk like a duck, quack like a duck, then maybe it could be a swan. Well, he ain't the only billionaire or successful man that you know, uh, in in the, especially in the music industry, that's done that. You know, he 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 probably was trying to you know defend himself a, a bunch against a, a bunch of uh, you know upper upper uh, white guys in the in the music industry that was trying to screw over him. You know what I mean? So maybe. You know, it's it's just it's a doggy dog world in that in that music industry, man. So, I, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna hold his feet to the fire that much when it comes to that. But, um, hey, hey Will, go ahead, go ahead, Bill. Uh, just quickly, in that interview, it was a five minute piece that they showed, and and during that five minute piece, two minutes of that interview was grilling Lisa Leslie about Kobe's court case. And so, you know, you got to look at that as well, even though we probably didn't see the whole interview. And I'm pretty sure there was many more questions that was answered, but they had a small piece. Of, they had a small window to put all that in. So, but two, two, of, the, two of the five minutes that, that that aired was all about her pushing the issue with, with Kobe Bryant. And as for Oprah backing off of, of Russell Simmons, okay, so she said she didn't have enough evidence. Okay, so if you didn't have enough evidence to, to pursue that, why did you pursue Michael Jackson? The two boys that were in the Neverland, they, they were already considered to be liars. They were proven liars, and yet you still pressed that issue. So what's the difference? And, and you knew Michael's family. Like, they yeah, you. And then, yeah, and, and, and you turned around and did that to Mike, and he can't even speak for himself. So... Which I'm glad it didn't tarnish his, his legacy. Sure. You know, that could have been bad, but people, people stood. Donnie, come on yes, in. Man. Remember this, too. When, when Oprah first got into the industry, when, he, when she got her first show, she was dating Roger Ebert. I mean, let's, let's, let's remember now how when, when, when she first came into the industry, she was all with white men. So is she, 
Right. That being stated, she's not who she was before because he really helped get her career jump started. And we've seen her shows over the years. If you if we go back and we look at her show over the years, Oprah really never had a real cat on her show consistently. The real brother she had on her show, it came out and spoke and spoke against the injustices in our community, um, whether with men or with women, and the relationship issues that we have, married or not. She never brought him back on the show. She always played to the other side. So, you know, we got to keep right. that in mind and just say because she made all this money and then donated to us. And she did. She donate more to overseas than she do here. You want to help make you want to help make a change. You and your friends got enough money to help our community and help these kids in these schools instead of getting in bed with these politicians to have more nothing done. Mm. Well, and, and the, and the a, thing about Oprah, too. Everybody talks about how much she's been donating money to help black people, but little do people know the Ku Klux Klan and white supremacists, they donated money to the Nation of Islam and other black movements in the 60s because they wanted to help black people move back to Africa. So, but they still hunger in the streets. So, yeah, Oprah going to donate some money. Man, Oprah giving a million dollars to send 10 black men to college is nothing to her. It's nothing to her. But her media can reach millions and millions of people, and how she gives the perception off can can do a lot more damage than her helping ten going to college. Hmm. Hmm. You know, and like you said, she's never she's never stood up I'm, for I'm us the mindset of you helping any. I think that's I think things. that's pretty cool. Uh, but you know, we we kind of getting away from the the sports topic. So, um, this is a, definitely a topic for another show, which you can tune in on the Florida Poetry Show on Fridays at six p.m. or the Bruliana Show, where we really like to discuss stuff like that on the Bruliana Show on Tuesdays at seven p.m. Adults only, please. Parental discretion is strongly advised. Okay. Um, <laughs> Um, but Donnie, I want to get Donnie's uh, view on on the interview. I didn't get a chance to to see what Donnie what Donnie thought about the the Oprah interview, and then we're going to uh, move on to uh, JT's over and under. Go ahead, Donnie. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, pretty much got everything got covered by the guys all before me, and I definitely enjoyed listening to it all. But I will say this: my one of my main problems with the um, whole Gale interview is it just didn't have to be done. Um, Kobe wasn't the the man, ain't even in the ground yet. Uh, I understand as a journalist, you have to ask tough questions. You could have asked that question a year from now. You know what I mean? And I yeah. think I don't think none of us would have batted an eye at it. You didn't have to be the first to that. You didn't have to push that issue. And it's a um, problem of that our black men have. And that's, I think, what, that's our major issue is that we don't want one of us tearing us down already. Well, like y'all are alluded to, whether it's Bill Cosby, whether it's R. Kelly, whether it's Michael Jackson, some deservedly so, but why is it always us quick to tarnish our own legacies and vice versa? I don't, I have a problem with what Snoop did with two Gail. Like don't, it's going to be plenty of white people dogging her out throughout her career. Trust me, Gail and Oprah going to have their downfall. Let's not us be the ones to, to call her out of her name and all of that, even though she was dead wrong. It was other ways that, you know, a, a guy like Snoop could have handled that sure. and got his point across without 
giving them even more ammo. You know, that's something that's going to follow Gail for the rest of her life. You know, they already got memes out roasting that. That's going, you know, and, and shame on her. Like you said, you do the interview deal with the consequences, but it just shouldn't have been done. It was one of those things. You could have interviewed Lisa Leslie and asked her two million Kobe Bryant questions. That mm-hmm. didn't have to be one of them. That wasn't the most important thing in Kobe's life and the most important thing in his legacy. And more importantly, we never get the benefit of the doubt of once we get acquitted, once we get, um, you know, um, the words um, not guilty or anything of the, uh, of the above, dismissed, you know, yeah. settled out of court. We don't get that benefit of the doubt of living our life and not, not having that haunt in us. Even when we go to jail due to time for our crimes, that's always the first thing that's brought up about us. Meanwhile, you don't see Harvey Weinstein getting brought up. If, if Harvey Weinstein would have died, they wouldn't have interviewed his closest friends two days later, and the first question came up about his sexual assault case. Same way with a Kevin Spacey Whoa. or anybody else. That, that all they got all of these problems so don't do that to us and more importantly don't let it be one of us that do does that to us so yeah. that's what the major yeah. beat to me is with gail yeah go ahead and impress me as the president about his sexual assault and the type of women that he liked to hate because, exactly i mean he, he, he did he did and he said when he said when he asked him about that woman did you did you grow for he said she ain't even my type so that ain't a no. That means that <laughs> yep. you, I'm just saying. Exactly. <laughs> he didn't say no. Because he can't say no. You know what I mean? He lies all the time, but, you know, you can't say no to that. Mm-hmm. He know he did. I'm going to Kansas City in Kansas next week. <laughs> Kansas City. Kansas City going to the White House in Seattle, Washington. <laughs> I don't know who who sent that. I mean, somebody sent that meme. Uh, was that you, Big Les, or JT? One of y'all sent that. Said the Kansas, said the, Kansas, the uh the one that that showed the Kansas City Chiefs going to the White House oh, in yeah, Seattle, in Seattle, Washington. Yeah, they went to Washington State. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was me. Uh, that was classic. Uh, I almost busted together with that one. All right, so JT, you got an over and under for us, man, so we can get out of here? I got a pee. Yeah, yeah, I got one. All right. Is it over? Is it under? It's time for JT's Over Under. Over Under. Over Under. Over Under. Over Under. All right, bro, whenever you're ready, what you got? I um I have put a headline in the group and it reads uh, Jennifer King, who I don't have a lot of information about, is set to be hired by the Washington Redskins and will become the first African American female uh, assistant coach. Want to get the guys um, take on this? Is this a token hire, or would this help uh, help minority hiring in the NFL? It's on y'all, man. Um. <sighs> Uh, this is this is a double this is a double edged sword here uh because you you want to be proud of of the young lady getting hired and of course she's a minority she's not only just black but she's a female and I do want to see more female coaches in in the in the NFL but can we start with the brothers first i mean i mean come on you couldn't have put a brother in there uh, yeah, and it just looks like a token hire. It looks like, oh yeah, we're we're down with the minorities. Yeah, you know, we got a female and she's black. What what's, what you want from us? 
you know, it just seems like that. And coming from the Redskins, it just seemed phony. Dan Snyder, it just seems so phony to me. Um, because there's so many capable brothers out there that can could have done that job. Yeah, make her, you know, a, a you know, uh, um, a special teams coach or, you know, a um, cornerbacks coach or something like that. But an assistant coach, I, I'm, I'm happy for her. I, I swear to God, I am. But... Um, it's just it just looks shady to me. Come on, JB. I know you. I know you got something on your mind. You want to say? Uh well, I spoke on Eric B. Enemy early. Yeah. You know, I could go to Robert Sala, the defensive coordinator for the Forty ers You know, uh, uh, it, it, come on, man. Um, there's a number of coordinators in the NFL that deserve position. Yeah. It's cool, but I think they're trying to. I think they did it because Arizona has a young lady on their coaching staff. Yeah, Francisco has a young lady on their coaching staff. You know, and 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 to do this, hey, it's it's great for Black History Month. You know, we got a first black female coach. You know, but like I said, it's Dan Snyder. You know, his all the you know all his moves are questionable, and I think this is something that. They needed some headlines, you know, going into the offseason to try. He's putting his, he's trying to pull his best Jerry Jones right now. Mm. He's failing, I think. Yep. I mean, congratulations to her, but sure. the way he's going about it, I think that, you know, come on, player. And it's not come to say on, that player. she don't deserve it. Not to say that she don't deserve it. I don't know. I don't know the young lady. Uh, I haven't, I haven't checked her out. This is the first time I'm hearing about it. It just seems shady to me. Um, especially after all of what was going on about not, you know, uh, not hiring my, uh, not giving minority minority coaches a chance or interviews, I think this just seems this reeks of of shadiness from from Dan Snyder. Donnie, what you think? Um, I'm gonna have to go the opposite on this one. Uh, I think it's a good. I, I'm I'm proud of the hire. Very happy for. Her. She's earned it. Um, reading up on the lady's resume very shortly. You know, she's um. Coached several places, uh, used to actually play semi-pro football team, so she's definitely familiar with the game. And I can't call it a token hire yet because NFL spots are earned. Are other people more deserving? Yes, but they don't just give jobs away. You have to have something on your resume that entices them. Sometimes they'll hire a 2-11 and 11 coach out of college, and you're like, what the heck is, is going on here? But they saw something in him maybe or whatever that, that that drew to their organization that fit their style. So I'm happy that the young lady was able to get a job and they were going to get at the position to somebody. Why not one of us? And if it was her, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely proud for it. All right. Uh, pass the fight. I am elated with that hire. I'm so excited to see a black woman get an opportunity like this in the NFL. Uh, now, the same way I say this, I, I do agree with you, you know, there there were some brothers that probably you would look at and say they have the resume that would qualify. However, it's the Redskins, first of all. And I think they need to hire somebody with a perspective that is different uh, than what they currently had. They're trying something new. And I think that that is a good approach, and that's wonderful. And secondly, not only is it a good a good deal, uh, we always, every year when coaching opportunities look come available, we always look at these assistants and say, why not them? Well, we know they ain't no NFL team going to look at her because they're not going to hire a black woman to lead, uh, uh, to be a face 
of an NFL team. It's still male-dominated, and they're not going to do it. Right. And so the, this is their protection for this position. They get somebody that's not going to go anywhere, and they can show that they are a progressive organization. That's trying. It's, I mean, it's a win-win for everybody. It's a win-win for black people. It's a win for the Washington Redskins because they're taking a lot of scrutiny uh, for, and I know their case was dismissed against them about the whole Redskins uh, ordeal and the trademark mm-hmm. infringement because, I mean, come on, it is a racist uh, logo on the NFL team. If somebody had a team called the Blackskins, we would have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. And we would want to see something take place. But since we don't have a Native American population that is going to speak up that way because they're not that type of people, then so it just goes away. Uh, so, okay. you know, at, at the end of the day, this helps the Washington Redskins with trying to bridge the gap with with race relations and all kind of other stuff. So I like the hype. And I, even if she is a token, okay, truth of the matter is, you know, sometimes your certain things can get you in the door, but your talent keeps you in the room. And so I think that it may her her being a female and her being a black female may have gotten her in the door, but I think she's gonna stay in the position because she's gonna show she's capable of doing the job. As long as the Redskins don't win, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Big Les, what you think, man? <laughs> you said me? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Um, I mean, anytime a black person, woman, male, I think it's I think it's always great. Um, you know, one thing I do know about the coaching, and Donnie said sometime, man, that dude, twenty eleven, how he get into the league, man, the way he got into the league because he knows somebody, mm. and that's why you don't see a lot of black coaches get hired in this league because they don't have enough buddies in the system to promote them to a higher job. It's the same way. In college basketball, I've been trying, you know, I've been working college basketball for 20 years. And it's the same thing. If we don't pull each other up when we have these opportunities, like Tony Dungeon, Dungeon, you look at his coaching tree, there are a lot of his guys have gotten opportunities to coach. You know, so, you know, the NFL says it's all for the people and they do all these commercials, Heffa Little Leroy, you know, they let, they let, they let little, little, uh, Shanika run 100 yards across the country and bring the football in, but then when they become men, you don't give them jobs mm-hmm. outside of being entertainment on the football field. Right. So I think that I think that um, the Rooney rule sucks. I think Mr. Rooney had a good idea with good intention, mm-hmm. but like anything else, there's a way to get around it. And all they have to do is interview one. It doesn't say we have to hire you. And so until I think, I think, I think black people probably missed the boat during that Kaepernick ordeal because that would have been a good time if everyone would have stood up for something. It doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, not necessarily for that cause, but if we just would have made a statement or just one Sunday we didn't play and we said we want more black coaches. We want this, that. and I'm sure there's some other things that, that go on that we don't even know about that, that players are fed up with. So I think that was our opportunity. But as you see, the NFL destroyed that real quickly because they got rid of the people that were doing it and they made it hard for them. So everybody else is scared now. But they don't realize if everybody just said, man, we ain't playing today. What you think they would have done? They if nothing else, they would have had to listen 
and they wouldn't, they, they're not going to get rid of them. They're going to be begging, what can we do to make them come back? Oh, shit, we're losing money. You know, yeah. but we didn't think like that. And sometimes we come together for the wrong issues and we get nothing out of it. So, yeah. but I'm happy for the young lady. I hope she does well. I hope she's just not there. I hope she really has knowledge of the game and I hope she is respected, you know, right. so we'll see how it goes. We'll see. Yeah, you don't want the first lady to become part of the Me Too movement. Yeah, awesome. boy. Yeah. yeah. We don't need that. Yeah. But, well, thanks, fellas. Yeah. Appreciate that, man. Uh, thanks, everybody, that uh, checked this out live. And if you just joined us, you can, um, uh, if you missed the show, you can go back and listen on all your places that you listen to podcasts. So we appreciate your time. Thank you, Pastor Fight, for hanging out with us, even though you was traveling. We appreciate that. Go check out Pastor Fight on. Um, on th- uh, Wednesdays at three, is it Wednesdays or Mondays? Monday, Monday, three o'clock. No nonsense. And uh, hell, women and company. Yes, we gonna have a good time on tomorrow, three o'clock. I'll be on. Uh, show starts at one o'clock Central Standard Time, um, but I'll be on at three p.m. Eastern Standard Time. There we go. There it is. So um, that's it. Uh, just keep continue to follow Big Woo Radio at Big Woo Radio on all social media. Of course, BigWooRadio.com. Uh, we got big things coming up. And uh, we'll see y'all on Tuesday. Uh, the poet that got us, Nayana Renee. JB, Mr. 299. Got the sexy thoughts. We got the talk that ish. Uh, show starts at 7 p.m. So don't miss it. It's going to be great. So, that's it. Thanks again for listening. On behalf of my man, James J.T. Thompson, Donna Donnie Martin, J.B., Mr. 299, Nima Shining Star L, the poet and goddess, Nayana Renee, Big Les, Lil Bucky, Pass the Fight, Spicy Yo, Becca, Hundred D, Big Wolves, Big Wolf Radio. I listened to your bars and disappointed in y'all. Thought y'all was working, can't believe what I walked in on. When I came through that door, folks said it at 94. Told my brother, everybody know that man got flow. You're forced to be reckoned with. The beats is dated, but they're raising sharp flow. Believe it, decapitating. You debated if you had a different You're opinion. listening like, to you Big Wheel Radio. Killing, they gotta be kidding me. Believing the sin. But even when I put the proof in.